Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Nope, nothing can defeat me. Walls are falling down, down, down. Good morning. How y'all doing this morning? Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Walls are falling down. I love that. That's Kirk Franklin. One, two, three, victory. And I am your girl, LMJ in the place. Your hostess with the mostest. Good morning. Yeah, one, two, three. I love this song because he's like, my mortgage isn't paid off. Um, I still got issues, still got problems, still got bills. Hey, Danita, uh, man, woman of God, mom, you already know this, by your stripes, he, you are here. I'm so grateful um, to see you um, up and in the land of the living, as our people used to say. Um, good morning. Welcome, welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. That song just amped me up. One, two, three, I got victory. I got victory no matter the circumstance. I got victory no matter the situation. I got victory whether my mortgage is paid off. I got victory whether or not my kids are acting right. I got victory no matter what. What? Because the word guarantees me a win. My God. The word guarantees me a win. And if the word guarantees me a win, then what do I have to be worried about? Do me a favor this morning. If you woke up this morning and you woke up worried and you woke up, woke up consumed and you woke up, woke up with things on your mind, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to cast all your cares. I need you to act like right now you write every problem, every issue on a piece of paper and I just need you to shoot it. <laughs> I need you to chunk it off. I need you to get rid of it. I need you to send it away, throw it away, burn it up, Cast all your cares on him. Why? Because he cares for you. He cares for you. He cares about every circumstance and every situation. And he's preparing a way for you when it seems like there is po no, absolutely no way. So just do me a favor this morning. Write them out. Write them out emotionally. Write them out mentally. Some of y'all might need to write them out physically. Everything that you woke up concerned about every bill, every circumstance, every situation, everything that you woke up concerned about this morning, just write it all down. Put it out before you, your kids, your ministry, your business, whatever it is, all things, all things concerning you, right? All these things are lawful. All these things belong to you, but you should not be worried. Why? Because the way maker, come on, y'all, <laughs> the king of kings, the king of glory, the great I am is, has already gone before you and paved a way for you. He just wants you. He just wants you to trust him with it. So give it all to him. Lay it down before him. Put it, put, put it all out there. <laughs> put it all out there. Put it all out there. He's got a solution for absolutely everything. He did not want you to wake up with worry. That was the enemy. He did not want you to wake up in stress. That was the enemy. <laughs> so today, I want you to cast that care away and stand steadfast that one, two, three, there's going to be a victory. <laughs> one, two, three, there's going to be a victory. Man, count it down. One, two, three, 
there's going to be a victory. Victory. God, that's in my spirit. He has made all things lawful for you. Do you know what that means when, when I say God has made all things lawful for you? Meaning that the desires and the things that he has put, come on, Holy Spirit, the things that he's put in place for you, that's lawful. It's good for you. It's beneficial for you. A lot of times the enemy will make you think that's not for you. God has made all things lawful for you. You just got to walk in your authority. You got to know what authority you walked in. That's a word for somebody, for somebody who has been trying to, to see or to understand, come on, Holy Ghost, whether or not something was for them. I'm telling you, as long as it's within kingdom frame, you already know that. I shouldn't have to explain that to you. God has made all things lawful. So stop questioning whether you should go for it. Stop questioning whether or not you should have it. Stop questioning whether or not it's going to happen. God has made all things lawful for you. He's going to give you the desires of his heart. He's already worked those out. Those things are legally, my God, come on, Holy Spirit. Those things are legally yours and belong to you. So tap into the wisdom of the Holy Spirit this morning and ask the Lord how, why he has made all things lawful for you. That's a word for somebody this morning. Somebody had been asking the question, well, Lord, is this for me? And um, am I supposed to have this? And been minimizing the power of the Lord and minimizing the power of God, minimizing the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm your witness this morning that God has made all things lawful for you. He's made this lawful for you. This is legally yours. You had have a right to this. You have a right to this. You have authority over this. You have a position in this. My God, that's a word for somebody. God has made, I need to say it one more time according to the Holy Spirit. God has made all things lawful. This is lawful for you. This is lawful. This is legal for you. Go on and grab yours. Go on and take your ter ter territory. Go on and move into absolutely everything you're supposed to be. Stop questioning whether this is for you. This is for you. <laughs> this is for you. I'm telling you what the Holy Spirit is telling me. This is for you. Somebody inserted their name. This God has made all things lawful for me. For me in this season. So you don't have to question. If you woke up questioning this, this is your, I'm your witness. If you were looking for a word for the Lord this morning, I'm your witness and I'm your word. Holy Spirit going to make me say it one more time. I need to say it one more time. God has made all things lawful for you. And I think the Lord told, I think the Lord told Peter that when he was struggling with the law, you know, he was struggling with the things and he was like, we're not supposed to eat this. God and Jesus came on the scene. He said, I made all things lawful. I made all things. The blood made all things lawful. So it is lawful for you. It is lawful. That was a word for somebody specifically. That wasn't for everybody. That was for somebody who was trying to figure it out whether they needed to go for it, whether this was for them. I'm telling you, it's for you. Uh, it's, it's for you because the enemy will present it like it's not for you, right? And the Lord has already been telling you it's for you in this season. It's for you. And I'm your confirmation today that it's for you in this season. Y'all do me a favor. Go share the video. Send the link for it, put it in someone's hand, let somebody get into this word today, and let's get ready to pray. Uh, man, extend your faith this morning. Get outside your comfort zone. Act like the woman with the issue of blood. Break protocol and go ahead and press in and tap into the wisdom of God so that you can move into the fullness of who you are. I'm seeing, I'm, it's Testimony Tuesday. That's what I'm going to call it. I'm seeing breakthroughs. I'm seeing miracles. People are calling.
telling me and telling me. Um, remember, we've been, the Lord had started dealing with us with curses being reversed. Somebody texted me and said somebody had been in jail for a couple of years and it got reversed and they were coming home and the charges were being dropped. Somebody else called me and told me they were behind on their rent, but they just took what we were saying here on the devotional be true. They went and uh, talked to their landlord and their landlord didn't say, I'm going to evict you. They said, just take your time, pay it off and get caught up. The Holy Spirit is moving. God has a master plan for you and it's good thing is to prosper you and for you to be in good health and not for you to be evicted and all these things so god has made all things lawful let's pray and let's get started father god we thank you for your word on this morning we thank you for a fresh anointing one that destroys the yokes of bondage sickness and disease we thank you for the power of the holy ghost working in our life we thank you for a fresh anointing a fresh wind blowing we thank you, Father God, that we receive your word this morning, Lord God, that we are led by your spirit, that we have a wisdom that comes from on high, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for you are our present help. You are the keeper of our peace. You are our everything, Lord God. We just say thank you, Lord God, and we just lay and place it all before you this morning. Help us, Holy Ghost, to see these things kingdom-like. Help us, Holy Ghost, to obtain these things, Father God, according to your word. Lord God, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, Father God. We thank you for a keen sense of awareness of kingdom, keen sense of awareness of angelic activity, keen sense of awareness of miracle signs and wonders, a keen sense of awareness of you, Holy Ghost. I thank you, Father God, that your people have eyes to see and ears to hear all things lawful in Jesus' name. Amen. So, um, as I was praying, the Lord was saying something to me um, about your mouth. Some, somebody has been just loose with their mouth. Loose lips will sink ships, right? Ask the Lord to show you where your mouth is not lining up with his word. Ask the Lord to show you where your mouth, Lord, where is my mouth? Because our speech becomes so common that we'll say things that are setting our atmosphere. And if we believe by our words, we'll be acquitted and condemned. And if we believe like our mouth produces life and death, ask the Lord to show you, ask the Holy Spirit, show me where my, my mouth has been producing death. Show me where there are things in my mouth that has not been lining up with your word and humble yourself and allow the Lord to show you these things so that you can reverse some of this curse and you can create a different atmosphere. Some of your stuff is contingent to the atmosphere and conducive to the atmosphere of what you have said, of what you have said. So I'm telling you what the Lord said to me. Revert, let's, Holy Spirit, just ask right now. First, Father, I repent if my words have not aligned to kingdom. I repent if my words have not aligned to kingdom. Show me any words that I use loosely, Lord God. Show me any words. Show me any religious jargon. Show me things that have not lined up according to my purpose. Show me things that do not line up to you. Show me where I'm not talking like you. Show me where I'm not using wisdom like you. Show me, Lord, so that I can walk in the fullness of everything you call me to be because that's kingdom. <laughs> Because that's kingdom. Show me, Lord God. Show me where I'm not in integrity. Show me where I'm not as in I'm not in character. Arrest my mouth, Holy Spirit. Arrest my thoughts, my mind. Deal with the carnal side of me so that I can walk into the fullness 
of who God called me to be, commanding, walking in the fullness, show me jargon. That's that's what the Holy Spirit keeps showing me. Your jargon is loose. Like you've been using these things. Um, like somebody might say, how you doing? And you'll say, well, child, I'm making it. Those things that you've been just using um, loosely, using loosely, and you don't even realize you're using loosely or religious things that you've just been using, that you've just been saying, but they have absolutely no power in them. No power. People can talk God all day with no power in them. Your words should have power. You should be able to be the, do the same thing Jesus did, speak to a thing and it moved, decree a thing and it happened. Your words should be framing your, it's so funny, Karen posted that. Your world should be framing your world. Your words should be framing your world. So ask the Lord to show you this. So we have been on this thing on giving, right? Um, I am big on giving and I'm big on giving, not just because I know I'm going to harvest, but I'm big on giving because I know God gave and I know that this is kingdom. And a lot of times we've been taught wrong about our giving, but I want to go back to this scripture. And this was the first thing the Lord showed me. We're going back to first John four, two, and six first. I need to say this. I need to repeat this again. Whoever says I know him, my God, whoever says I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar. And the truth is not in that person. But if anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in them. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. Can I, can I just one more time take this scripture there? Whoever says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar. And the truth is not in that person. But if anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in them. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. That's twice right? We still on this scripture. We learn this scripture because of Philippians 2 16, where he says, hold on to the word of life. We're holding on to the word of life. So first John 4 and 2 6 says, whoever says I know him, whoever says I'm a Christian, whoever says I'm for God, whoever says I'm for kingdom, whoever says I'm, I'm working for God, I'm doing this God, I'm serving. Whoever says I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar and the truth is not in that person but if anyone obeys his lord his word love for god is truly made complete in them this is how we know and love for god is made complete in him because he allows it we know we are in him whoever claims to live in him must live as jesus did and remember yesterday we talked about the laws of sowing and reaping period Whatever we sow, grace, mercy, love, good energy. I, I, I made a purpose yesterday, not talking about anybody no more. I'm not gossiping anymore. I'm not doing any of those things anymore. What I'm going to do, and somebody be like, well, we ain't got to live perfect. No, but we got to live holy. We got we to gotta live holy. Our lives, come on, Danita, our lives should match the word. <laughs> Our lives should match the word. And so when we get into this issue about giving, I promise you, I wish I could go to each church and talk to each congregation that has a pastor struggling with their people giving to help them to understand giving is not about your pastor. Giving is not about your church. Giving is because it's kingdom and it's what God has required us to do. And if we're going to be 
him and little Jesus and Christ in this earth, then I shouldn't be having to have a conversation or teach a lesson on giving. It should be an automatic, your spirit should be automatically responding to giving. Now, he, come on, Holy Ghost. I know where the problem is. The problem has occurred is because you've been exploited and abused before or because you've seen people misrepresent or misuse things. But you're going to have to ask the Lord to renew your spirit in this area because conversations about giving, we shouldn't be having to have those from the pulpit to teach God's people to give. Your inclination in your spirit when it is tied to God. Now, just remember what I just said. Your inclination in your spirit should be to give. And people be like, well, I ain't got God. I'm, I'm going to prove to you God is giving you enough to give. I'm going to prove to you God has given you enough to give. And the only reason that you can't give is because you've been tied to things that you ain't got no business being tied to. The Lord never asked you to get in debt. The Lord never asked you to get in debt. The Lord never asked you to buy or get things more than you can afford that did not come from God. The, God, the Lord never asked you to finance anything. He said he would provide all things for you. So if you are attached to anything that hinders your giving, if you're attached to anything that hinders your giving and you're not giving, it is not because God has not provided for you. It's because you made a decision to put your money somewhere else. You made a decision to put your money somewhere else. You made a decision to make not make giving your priority. Giving is kingdom. Giving is about God. Giving, giving, giving should not be a conversation we have to continuously teach about. Because if you're in Christ, your inclination and nature should be to give anyway. Well, what if people abuse me? And your inclination and Jesus gave to us without. <laughs> Jesus gave to us without. <laughs> he gave to us without any, any reservation. And so we should be able to do this without any problem. Giving shouldn't be a problem. And, and a lot of times our giving nature rises up and we shut it down because we want it to make sense. But what if everybody got in position and gave in the kingdom? Guess what? People, our poor would be taken care of. Our widows would be taken care of. Um, the people's needs would get met. If you got five cars in your yard and your neighbor down the street ain't got no car, possibly the Lord gave you five cars so your neighbor could have a car. There, God will make you a conduit. I'm telling you, I'm not staying on that part long. God will make you a conduit for everybody else. I promise you. I promise you, you have enough. I'm going to prove to you you have enough because God said, I shall supply all your needs according to my riches and glory. If he's already put in position to supply all your needs according to riches and glory, if your needs are not met, you're not tapped into the supplier and you may be overextended in some ways. You may be overextended. A lot of us need to go back from the beginning and repent for our, our, our how we've handled our money. Repent how we've done things. Repent for it. Like, repent for it. I told the Lord something the other day about me. I'm through talking about my basic needs to him. Because he told me he's going to take that. I got some things I need to do in the kingdom. 
I got some things that I need to do in the kingdom. So I want to show you this real quick. We're in 2 Corinthians 9, 6, um, and 15. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time reading that because that's long, but I, I'm going to get through it. It says, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide. This is the first thing. You must each decide in your own heart how much to give. I told y'all yesterday, we're not having no conversation about the tithe. You need to tithe. Stop coming with that conversation about the tithe. If it's Old Testament, if it's not, go read on Ananias and Sapphira and what they did. Go on and get up off your tithe. That's not your question. Go on and tithe. We're not talking about the tithe no more. I'm tired of talking to people about the tithe. Should you tithe? Tithe. Well, I don't have enough to die. Tithe. And watch you have enough. Tithe. I'm not going to talk about the tithe no more. Tithe. 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 You need to tithe to your church. You need to tithe. To, you need to tithe. <laughs> That, that's not even coming. So it says, you must each decide in your own heart how much to give. You have a, a harvest in proportion to your giving. You have a harvest in proportion to your giving. Giving is an individual matter, and it's settled in the privacy of your heart. It's settled in the privacy of your heart. Giving is an individual matter. It's how much is between you and God. Now, you can go and somebody ask for a certain assessment or a particular amount. That's cool. But giving should already be established between you and God. You should purpose yourself to be a giver. You should ask the Lord to give so that you can give. Even if you don't have, Lord, I want to be a giver. I want to be in alignment with your kingdom in every area of my life. I want to be aligned in your kingdom in every area of my life. I want to be like Jesus was. I want to give. I want to be, because whoever says they're in him, whoever says that they know him, do exactly what he said. So I want to be like Jesus and give. So first, giving is an individual matter. It is settled in the privacy of your own heart. And how much to give is between you and God. God will speak to you about giving if you open your heart, mind, and spirit to receive what he's going to say to you about giving. Most of us quench the Holy Spirit where our giving is concerned. We, we quench him because we don't want to hear the Lord say release. I've been on this devotional before and someone's name has come up, right? Someone's name has come up and the Lord has told me to sow a seed after this thing. It doesn't always have to make sense. It just has to be about God because what he's trying to do is put us in a position so that there's no gaps in the kingdom. When you withhold your system, with, come on, Danita, you and Karen going to make me shout over here. When you withhold your seed and what you're doing, it's because you don't understand. You don't understand because you're, Danita says it, you're ignorant of the word. So I'm going to show you in the word. And so it says, giving is between. So he says here, he said, and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. Don't, God loves a cheerful giver. So you're not supposed to give reluctantly or in response to pressure. You're not. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And God will, come on, here is what I need to hear. If you open up your heart, your mind to become a giver, it says here, and God will generously provide you all you need. That's all your needs, and that's all for you to be able to give. God will generously supply all your needs. You got to get a thinking like a giving mentality. You got to get a giving mentality in you. You got to start thinking like a giver and not thinking for you to store up all your treasures right here in this earth. That's why some of us are not seeing the fluidness. It's because you ain't got no giving mentality. So it says, and God will generously provide all you need. 
then you will always have everything you need. My God, this word is so powerful. And, and plenty left over to share with others. Giving requires a resolve. Choose deliberately to be a giver. G giving requ requires a resolve. Choose deliberately to be a giver. Don't sit on this devotion and say, she ain't talking to me. I'm talking to, this is, this is the scripture. This isn't for a portion of people. This is for everybody. Whether you are in need or not. Whether you're in need or not. If I don't care, tithe. And if you just got a dollar to give, purpose in your heart. Every week, I'm going to give a dollar. Every week, I'm going to give $5. Every week, I'm going to give $3. Talk to the Lord. Where do you want me to sow? Where do you want me to give? I have partnerships. I give in two monthly. It's not that I don't need the money. It's just that I know that when I give, something is, one, going to come back to me. But two, somebody else is going to be taken care of. When I sow into the ministries I sow into, they're taking care of needs of the people that need to be taken care of. So, then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share as the scriptures share. They share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. Here is my other thing to you. Giving is to be private, not public. <laughs> Giving is to be private and not public. You, you are not, everybody should know what you're doing. Everybody should not know what you're doing. Give privately and not publicly. Now, there have been some things the Lord has had me share for a particular reason, but you'll give private, slide into privately and not publicly. God will give seed to the sower. He will give it. It says their good deeds will be remembered forever. If you give, it is not up to you to, re to require man to remember it. God is going to remember this forever and ever, ever. And ever, ever, every time you give, I keep a journal of my seed just for my remembrance. So when the enemy tries to tell me I'm not going to have, I remind him I got seed in the ground. Here you go, buddy. Here you go, buddy. I remind him I got seed in the ground. So don't tell me God's not going to supply my needs. I'm in, a, I'm in the conduit of kingdom. And then because God told me he was going to take care of my needs, I'm going to trust him in this. It says, so for God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. God is the one. Not your salary, not your job, not your people, not anyone. God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources. You better get this word in you. You better get this word in you. God, For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. That is the word. That is not me. That is not a pastor making it up. We are not trying to exploit... Those of us who are right in heart are not trying to exploit your resources. We're trying to get you in the habit of doing kingdom <laughs> and understanding that we are kingdom, that we are all supposed to be working together, that we are all supposed to be working together, that none of us should be standing in need if everybody is in position. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. I would take that word right there and run <laughs> and run. It says, yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. 
when you get the mindset of a giver, God will always be generous in you because he knows that he can trust you to give it where some of y'all can't get what you, what you need to get because you ain't a generous giver. You won't sow liberally. You won't sow according to purpose. You won't sow according to your cause. You won't sow. You, you spent too much time focused on, I don't know what it is. No, this is what you do because go back to John. If we're going to be like Christ, if I say I know him, if I say I am in him, if I say I am him, then this should be who I am. It says, yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when we take our gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. So two good things will result from the ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. As a result of your ministry, they will give glory to God for your generosity to them and to all believers will prove that you are obedient. <laughs> you are obedient to the good news of Christ and they will pray for you with deep affection because of the overflowing grace God has given you. When you give, grace and favor abound to you. Thank God for his, this gift too. Wonderful words. That's the word. That's that that's the word. That that's the word. That's the word. Period. That's the word. We I'm not coloring this up. That's what the so if you've been wondering, should you give? Give. If you're saying you don't have anything to give, start with a dollar a week. Start with five dollars a month. I got some financial principles that I, I believe in. Sow ten, give ten, save ten, tithe. And God gonna enrich and bless everything else because that's the word. There are you. There's the benefits. The giver. If God has told you to sow into a specific place, you better sow. There's a reason God is asking you. You don't have to always know everything. Be obedient to God's giving. You, we cannot keep saying Christians, and we the stingiest people ever. We we cannot do it. It does not line up with the word. We're supposed to be constantly, if everybody is fluid in giving, it'll change the world, the Christian community. That's why other, Karen, you posted something very big on your wall. We should not have to borrow to start businesses. We should be in position to start businesses. Why? Because we're giving. The mentality and fear that somebody going, oh, well, somebody going to come up or somebody going to grow higher, that's a crab in the bucket mentality. That is not kingdom and that is not Christ. And if anyone challenges you on your giving, Take them to the word. I just gave you the source of why you give. I just gave you the source of why you give. You don't have time to store up here. Give, give liberally. Stop withholding your seed. The benefit is to you and to the kingdom. And if you're at a church and you can't trust your pastor, or you're dealing with a ministry and you're afraid they're exploiting it, then you need to question whether or not you're supposed to be at that church anyway. Or whether or not your heart's motives are right. Focus on the context. Do not focus on the context of material blessing. Focus on the context. It is God's will for you to give. It is God's will for you to give. We are supposed to be constantly giving. It is God's will for you to give. For those of you that say you don't have enough, start with a dollar a week. Start with $5 a week. Pull away from the table. Stop eating out. But get in the, the hat practice and the habit of giving and watch what God does for you.
Watch what he'll do for you. He'll do something so powerful for you. I'm telling you, I'm watching a woman of God enact the principles. I'm enacting the principles. I'm watching it. I'm watching the word work. I'm watching the word work and do it cheerfully. That's it for today. I love y'all. I love y'all so much. I love y'all more than you know. Man, that's a principle right there. Chew on that. Don't get up from the table too fast. Chew on that. Ask the Lord, show me where I've been stinking in my giving. Repent if you ain't been giving. Going to repent and going to set this. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you we have a heart for the people that are around us. We thank you we are sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Saying we cast you back to the pits of hell. You will not lie to our people about giving anymore. 100% tithers and 100% givers is what we'll see in the kingdom. Everyone connected to Coffee and Conversations. Everyone seeing this word will have a heart to give and will no longer question, Lord God, your word or your motives. We thank you, Holy Ghost, for changing the mind and perspective of the people. That they will give, that they once they be prompted to give, that they will give Holy, they will give liberally, Lord God. We thank you, Father God. Pastors will not have to struggle or have this conversation any longer. Why? Because the word says give. I love y'all so much. I'll see y'all back here in the morning. I'll see y'all back here in the morning. I love you more. Go give. Go give today. Break For those of you that's been struggling to give, break the monotony now. Just go sow a dollar somewhere. Go bless somebody with something. Break Satan. Tell him, laugh in his face. Say, you're not going to keep me from giving because it is lawful that I give. It is lawful. This is what the Lord has done for me. I'll see y'all back in the morning. Go be loved today. Why? It's kingdom, baby. Love, peace, and blessings. tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.